0: What's going on, everybody? Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I've got a pretty cool guest all the way from Louisville, Kentucky today, but I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. Uh, First things I want to do is give you a big thank you from the bottom of my heart for just being a part of the Journey of a New Entrepreneur community and family. Uh, Thank you for all the reviews that we've got on iTunes. If you haven't left us one yet, here's all I ask. If you get value, whether it's entertainment, whether it's good stuff, whether it's motivation, uh, tips and tricks, if you get any kind of value like that from the podcast, go leave me a review on iTunes. It just, it's like patting me on the back, and, and um, it just makes me feel good. I ain't going to lie. So I appreciate all of you that have already done that, and thank you for those of you that are going to do that. And uh, once again, uh, <coughs> this podcast, this episode is sponsored by Responsibid. Uh, if you don't know, I use Bid for all of my quoting uh, in my company. So whether it's someone that goes onto my website and they can get their own quote on the website and then it can close the deal and schedule the job form or when I go out in person and do the quotes, I use Bid to help me quickly get the quote and then it does all of my follow-up for me up to selling the job and then once we've sold the job and completed it, it does all the follow-up for a couple of years afterwards to make sure those customers come back to me. It's Awesome. It's the best piece of software that I use in my company. Um, so, Responsibild, thank you for the sponsorship. If you want to uh, learn more about it or sign up for it, you can go to jnebid.com. So, J N E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, J N E Bid.com, and check it out there. And I'll give you one cool story, okay? Because my guest was just asking me about the huge convention that I was at here a couple of weeks ago. And while I was there, we went to um, we went to Wet n' Wild or Whitewater. I forget what it's called. It's one of these water parks. And I had one of those like really dorky like necklaces on that has the big bag that you can slide your phone in. So it's like a waterproof, you know, thing for your phone and you can carry it around the water park with you. But when you're in the water, you got to turn your phone off because it's like touching the screen basically and calls 911 from the wave pool. So we get in the lazy river. I had to turn my phone off. We float around it for about 30 minutes. We get out of the lazy river. I turn my phone back on and I had received the following notifications. You know, John Doe, I forget his name. Uh, John Doe got a quote for service. The next notification says John Doe just signed his, uh, uh, his online quote, digitally signed it. The next thing said John Doe just scheduled himself on your calendar. And then the next one said, John Doe paid the deposit. And I think it was a $40 deposit because it was 400 bucks on the job. And I thought I just floated around almost naked in a lazy river. I mean, just, just above the legal, you know, limit of being naked in public. Cause I, I don't wear speedos, but you know, your swim trunk, you know, all this stuff. And when I got out of the, the, the lazy river, I was $400 richer. So that's my response to bid shout out and commercial for you guys. Kurt, you're awesome. Thank you guys. Now, down to the really important thing. We've got the one, the only, John, it's not with a Z, Distal Camp out of Louisville, Kentucky. John, how you doing, bro?
1: I'm doing well. Hey, Bobby, how are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good, man. So, w- listen, we met almost a year ago back in Michigan, and I um, uh, actually, I've got – I think I just need to mention it right now. Probably – the best part of meeting you was actually kind of getting to meet your wife who was really awesome and she did the most amazing rendition of baby got back on karaoke on the last night but what made it even better was not just that she did it but how pregnant was she when that when that happened
1: um she was november december january so She's about six seven months pregnant. Yeah, but yeah.
0: pregnant enough, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, she rubbed her rubbed her belly when she
1: did the, the yeah. Back. Yeah, it was, it was good, so uh, awesome. It was so awesome. And completely sober too.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was great. So anyway, uh, so <clears> we we met back then. We don't know each other well, you know. We've kind of had a couple of hey, how are you? Is, you know, since then. But um, I was very impressed with you. I love the way you carry yourself. Uh, you you're just you know you kind of carry yourself with. Uh, um, well, I don't, I, I don't even have the, the words to describe it, but but you're, you're a very impressive person just from the outside looking in. I know you've had a lot of success in your service business, and um, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do what we do with every guest? Give us that 60-second overview, and then we'll really dig into everything later of just kind of who you are and what you're doing. Okay, so uh, yeah,
1: I'm from, uh, I think you mentioned from Louisville, Born and raised, uh, lived here pretty much my whole life, with the exception of a couple years in Florida. We can dive into that a little bit. But where I uh, eventually met my wife, she's from there, and then um, she moved up here a few years ago, and uh, a couple years ago, and uh, just had our first baby. He's uh, six months old, so a little little boy, and. Uh, Three and a half years ago, a little over, is when I started uh, my janitorial commercial cleaning company. Um, prior to that, I was in the corporate world for about 12 years and uh, commercial banking. So, I worked at a couple of regional banks and did uh, um, you know business development and had a portfolio of uh, commercial customers, you know, like your company, like my company, businesses, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all we knew uh, had me to have do my thing wasn't very creative uh obviously i think cleaning it's not a new idea right yeah i knew i I I wasn't gonna invent uh the next facebook or google but um so i had had a client that was a commercial cleaning company um when i was with the bank and that kind of is what got my mind moving about it and uh when i moved back from florida i was either go work for another bank or do this cleaning thing i've been thinking about doing and that's when i started And i was about a little over three and a half years ago, January of 16. And uh, yeah, so we've kind of grown from there. We have about 80 uh, team members, employees now, um, and uh, clean about 33, 34 facilities, all office buildings um, in the greater little area. So nice. It's kind of a little summary, I guess.
0: And how old is little baby mix a lot now?
1: six months gonna be uh seven months this week
0: nice awesome well congratulations on that so i yeah it's, it's big i uh my oldest is 20 just turned 20 and my youngest is 16 i got a those are boys and i got a dollar daughter in the middle and um it's like i miss when they're little but then on the flip side i'm like I'm almost free <laughs> I'm almost free. they're almost out, so um, well, I'll tell
1: you it's been the as far as uh, sleep, we've been sleep training to get a little better, but for a while there it was uh you know running a business is hard enough, right but uh, oh yeah um, when you uh when you're somebody that needs your sleep and you're not getting it all the time, it, it can be uh it's a blessing you know that well, of course it is but ever, that doesn't to take back yeah but it it's, it's too- hard, no doubt yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, listen, I, the, I would say my babies being little, probably, probably the most stressful things, you know, I, I dealt with, you know, is when they were little, it's just, it's hard, you know, because not only do you not get a lot of sleep and if my wife was listening to this, she'd probably punch me saying I'm the one that didn't get sleep, but not only did, did we not get a lot of sleep, but, um, you know, it's like when a baby's crying, you're like, Hey, I fed you, I burped you. I changed your diaper. I don't know what you want from me, but I'm like doing any, everything I know, and you're still screaming at me. So it was hard, but um, but it was worth it. So, so John got a question for you. You uh, you were you had a background in banking. Um, uh, sounds like you were doing pretty good with that. You're pretty successful. Did you go into your own business? Did you start your own business because you were tired of your other career, or did you do it just because you had the fire and wanted to do it so badly? Like, where did it, did you just like get out of the fire or did you, uh, was it just something that you were driven to do?
1: I'd say it's both. I, I, you know, um, when you're in it, you don't think when I say in it, like in the corporate world, when, <laughs> you know, when you're doing the nine to five thing, even though what nine to five was a little more after that, but
2: yeah,
1: I guess you don't always realize, uh, you know, what's on the other side and, you know, and. Now that I've done this for three and a half years, I, I realize that this is something that I was—I don't know—maybe meant to do, I guess. And uh, yep, I feel you. You know, so yeah, you don't realize maybe how unhappy you are, you know, with your, your work and stuff until you're not doing it anymore. So I'd say it's both. I always had a, a drive to do something. I always had mm-hmm. a a pretty strong work ethic. Um, since I was in seventh grade, delivering newspapers. So. And like I said, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. But, um, but, yeah, I'd say it's a little bit of both. You know, I was ready for a change. I was well overdue for a change. And uh, and then I just, you know, I had a client that was a course cleaning company, made me start thinking about it. And what I liked about the business was, much like most service businesses, it's pretty simple. You know, we're not, but it's, it's, you know, it's doing it better than the next guy. It's, you know, it's doing what I always say, good, honest, hard work. Your people and doing good by your clients you 're better than ninety percent of the companies out there and i think i 've found that to be true in the yeah. last three and a half years so
0: it doesn 't take a many <clears throat> it really doesn 't take anything special to be a special company it just takes a, all the little things to be done right and uh, so you said something a little earlier, so here in a second where I, I want to talk about your company 's success because I know. Uh, you, you strike me as a humble guy and I'm probably gonna have to drag it out of you, but I know you've had a great deal of success, um, in these three and a half years, which is kind of why I wanted to to have you on the show. But, um, but you had mentioned that, uh, you, you looked at the, the cleaning industry and you were like, Hey, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. It's something that already worked. I wasn't going to come up with the next Facebook or Google. I remember, see, I always wanted to do my own business and technically, like technically I did start one in my twenties. I never really counted it because I didn't, you know, it's like I, uh, I helped someone lay a wood laminate floor one time. So I just started a flooring installation company and I had like three friends that used me to do it. And then that's all the work I ever did. Cause I didn't, I never, I didn't market the business. I didn't do anything. I I did like three jobs and then I would sit at home and play Xbox and wonder why I couldn't pay the bills. So that was kind of like the business that I started back then. But I always kind of like liked the idea of having a business and the main reason I never jumped off and started one was because I guess because I felt like I needed that next to Google or something and not like, not to that level. But I was thinking, well, if I'm going to start a business, I need to find something that can take off and we will, you know, uh, I'm exaggerating a bit, but not too much, you know, get me rich overnight, you know, type of thing. You know, I like can, you know, in six months, we're we're buying the boat, we're buying the big house, and and going from there. And that really kept me from doing it because I had these this unrealistic expectation, I think unrealistic, of <coughs> the mountaintop experience right from the beginning and not embracing kind of the valleys type of thing. Did you deal with any of that yourself or were you more mature and, and, <laughs> and reasonable in the way you look? Well,
1: in, in a way, yes. And, uh, a hundred percent, man, I think, I think that's a mistake a lot of people make, um, you know, fear creeps in and you think, okay, uh, I gotta know everything there is to know about the cleaning business before I start a cleaning business. Mm-hmm and i had a friend a good friend of mine that kind of talked some sense into me a couple months before i started and i was telling him about it was around christmas time ended up starting in january and he said man you're never going to know everything about it you just need to jump in just start it and then learn as you go and make mistakes and and he was right and i'm glad he said that because that was exactly what i needed to do and you know i didn't know anything about the cleaning business i didn't know how to mop before and then i started cleaning you know in the first six to nine months i did the majority of the cleaning and um, I was pushing the mob up against the wall. Like, you know, it's, that's dumb, right? The, the <laughs> with you not up against the wall, but I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think that keeps a lot of people from maybe doing what they'd like to do, whether it's service business or otherwise is that, you know, they think they have to have everything perfect before they start.
0: Yeah.
1: The opposite, you got to start. And then you you kind of you kind of get going, and then you learn as you go.
0: You know, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I listen. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the the big advice I always give everyone <clears throat> is, you know, <laughs> I, I hate being so sticky and cliche, but just do it. You know, stop waiting for everything to be perfect. Embrace failure, and just get out there and start selling stuff. Of course, you gotta. I mean you know, you got to know how to mop, maybe not even the right way, but you got to know how to like make the floor look better. And yeah, or sure. You got to be able to, to fix the thing or, or make the thing or clean the thing or whatever, but you don't got to be a master at it and you don't got to necessarily do it the right way. As long as you're not taking advantage of people, as long as you're not hurting people or anything like that, get out there, embrace failure. If you mess up on something, you did a job for free and you got a little, got a little bit of training under your belt and you won't make that mistake again and and you move on. And um, I had a guy, I have a video out online that I think it's called uh, uh, tips for anyone wanting to start a service business. And I basically say what you just said. And one guy commented on it not too long ago. And he said, so basically you're saying just sell stuff and you don't need to know anything else. And I'm like, no, I didn't say that. But you, my friend, whoever made that comment, you're probably never going to sell anything because you just need everything to be, <laughs> be perfect. So I got a little salty. I didn't respond to him, but in my mind I, I typed out a lot of mean.
1: Comments. Yeah. I mean, of course you want to do some homework and you want to, yeah, you, you don't have to get a 20 page business plan together, but I mean, at least have an idea of what, you know, the reasons you want to get in the business, why yeah. you want to do it. Um, get some sort of plan together, of course. And we're not, yeah. we're not, like you said, we're not suggesting that you just <clears throat> jump off and not know anything. You know, I I did, reach out to a few different, uh, clean, you know, I met with a guy that owns one of the largest cleaning companies in St. Louis and met with him in person. And, uh, and I did, so I did reach out. I did do my homework a little bit. Like, is this the business I want to get into? Um, you know, so it wasn't just all blind, but getting that first job, it kind of was, you
0: know? Yeah. So, so let's talk about that then. Good segue. Your first job. Tell me, um, first off, we'll jump back to the very beginning because I'm sure there's some interesting stories there because everyone has them and I can see from the grin on your face that you do too, I think. <laughs> but, um, so where are you at today? So tell me a little bit about the business today. Uh, you can share as much or as little as you want, but, um, uh, you know, you, how many, how many places did you already mention this? How many are you cleaning? How many employees you got? Uh, if you're up for talking about revenue, uh, then let's hear it. If you're not, I completely understand, but, Let's hear it. Where, where, where are you at today?
1: Yeah. So today we're at about, um, yeah, 75 to 80 employees, uh, team wow. members, we call it. And uh, we clean, I want to say 33 or 34 uh, facilities. Um, our our niche within the commercial area is office buildings. So, and then within that, the buildings we do are class A office buildings, which is for those that don't know out there is just a fancy real estate term for like newer, nicer buildings. Like the ones that are all glass on the outside are typically what you call class A and allows them more for rent and that type of stuff. You know, you got your professional services in those buildings, corporate offices, accounting firms, law firms, insurance, you know, that type of stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And we got one church and 32 office facilities and our core business is five night a week janitorial services. Um, you know, our average building, we got some that are bigger. Our largest building is like eight floors, 200,000 square feet. And then we got wow. one small as small as one floor and 10,000 square feet. But our, our, our kind of our core business is that middle, like three-story building, put three guys in there, or three women, at you know, three hours a night each, something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, we got some that are bigger, some are smaller. Uh, Revenue-wise, um, we're at about a run rate which for those that don't know, I didn't even know what the run rate it is. But what we're, what we're building, we're building about a hundred, um, 115, 120 a month. So was that 1.3, 1.4 million dollar run rate? Something like that. Sounds
0: about actually, yeah, I'll just do the yeah. math here. Yeah. We hope
1: to do about 1.5 this year. It's, it's nice.
0: In three and a half freaking years. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Are you proud of that? Or do you, are you not happy with where you are? You're probably both one day you're proud the next day you're like oh I'm the worst guy on the planet (laughs) all right guys we are back we had a technical difficulty there but we are it wasn't like a Super Bowl halftime you know wardrobe malfunction thing but it was still a malfunction nonetheless of some technology uh but we got John back on the line so John don't remember exactly where we are but I know this I know you had said that uh you're in like you're working on your fourth year. You're like three and a half years into it and your your goal is or your plan, your your run rate, your pacing to hit about one point five million in this year, which, dude, very impressive. Oh, and I remember, I do remember, because I had asked you, I said, are you happy with that? Or do you feel or do you still have this whole thing of like, oh, I suck and I don't know what I'm doing? Like I think all of us have. And uh and you'd basically said a little bit of both. So how does that work? Do you have um do you have, in the same day, you're, you're both people? Or do you go, like, a couple of weeks being Superman and then a couple of weeks being, like, just down in the dumps?
1: <laughs> uh, it, it depends, I guess. Sometimes it's every day. But, uh, you know, I think that's what uh, drives you, too, I guess. Not necessarily beating yourself up, but, you know, always wanting to grow and yeah. not being super content. Um,
0: do you know Mike Dolkey?
1: uh mike's a very good friend of mine yeah oh,
0: okay oh i knew that yeah
1: that's how i got to know you guys and yeah
0: yeah i just I heard, I,
1: I heard him on on i think it was josh's podcast and uh and that's how i originally heard him and i was like man this guy sounds really smart so i picked up the phone and called him mm-hmm. uh I, you know i live in louisville live in Nashville, it's about two and a half hour drive so i drove down and we had we had uh dinner a few drinks one night and just chatted it up and we both i think we see business somewhat similar uh, he's, yeah. he's a super intelligent guy as you know and uh great business guy so yep. we've uh, stayed in touch here and there and uh, that's how i kind of got into the knowing some of you guys in the window cleaning pressure washing more mm-hmm. yeah. invention and more more than, than anything just to kind of uh, i just kind of fell into that and got to know some people in that industry more than janitorial since then i've kind of gotten involved with a few organizations in the the commercial clean janitorial world that i've been spending more time on that's why i haven't been to the some of the window cleaning stuff and Mm. uh, but but yeah absolutely i know mike uh the,
0: the reason i bring him up is uh he's my business partner and he's my my business coach as well and uh he always says uh cause I'll kind of have those moments with him where I'm talking to him and I'm like, gosh, I just don't feel like I'm cutting it. And he'll be like, Bobby, the guys that always worry about it don't need to. And the guys that never worry about it should, <laughs> you know, And I'm like, well, that makes me feel better, but only cause I trust you and I want to feel better. But, but, uh, but yeah. I, that, yeah. So, so what's your goal? Like, what's the future hold for your business? Are you going to be like a, statewide nationwide or regional worldwide I mean what's you plan on staying at the 1.5 that you hit this year like what do you want to do with this thing
1: no I mean I'm a big believer you know if you're not growing you're dying I believe that Mm -hmm. if you you know you just if you just stay the same I think even if you hit to a point where like man this is enough for me or whatever um you still want to continually at least start still look for new clients even if you scale it down a little bit because you never know if you lose other ones out the back door and you know we live in the United States where there's competition and capitalism so you you know you always got to be looking out for that a little bit too but uh, as far as my ultimate goal I'd be the, the honest answer is I don't know um, um, you know we'd like to have another kid and you know I mean I, I have no idea what life will bring I mean I'd like to continue to grow this business and do it for quite a while. Um, and who knows, maybe I do give uh, this business to my, to my son one day, but, uh, it's cool. a long, it's a long way away and uh, probably a lot of gray hairs in me there now and then. But, um, but I'm enjoying it. Um, it's not without, um, you know, stress and, 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 and whatnot, but, um, for now for the foreseeable future, I mean, I think we're, we're, uh, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, student of business and first generation, you know, owner and uh, kind of been learning things on the fly. And uh, um, one book that I kept hearing about on podcast was a book called Traction. And um, so I read that and that really, uh, really hit home. And that was kind of a lot of the things that I'm not necessarily great at um, when it comes to operations and systems and that type of stuff and kind of know what we need to do, but I don't like doing it. Um And so we've actually hired a third party um, EOS entrepreneurial operating system, which is what the book is based on uh, implementer um, that is meeting with us quarterly. And um, that's been kind of a game changer for the business the last uh, three, four months or so.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Very cool. So these guys, so uh, uh, so how's that work?
1: So um, he, I mean, not to get too far into the weeds there, but,
0: um, yeah, just, just overview.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean the EOS system, um, which again is what the book traction is based on, you know, it, it basically provides you a template for how to run your business, a service hmm. business, um, I guess for any business, but you know, there's probably a lot of different proven models out there of how to run your business. It's not the only way, but it's one way that's been proven and it has worked. I believe actually Dalkey's, uh, uh, partner. Um, I forget his name. Mike. Uh,
0: Kaplan. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I believe he did the, if I'm not mistaken, I think Dr. told me he did the EOS system and really grew his carpet cleaning business through that. But but basically it tells you how to do everything from building a cohesive leadership team uh, to everything from how do you run a weekly leadership uh, team meeting um, to how do you evaluate uh, people? Um, how do you deal with issues in your business? And it's basically from a system and a way to do that. Um, and I think that's what I need. I, I, my, my strong point is sales, business development, building relationships, um, both with clients and employees, uh, building culture, um, and the financial part being, having a little bit of a financial background, um, I'm pretty decent when it comes to that. And, you know, um, looking at the financial piece, pricing jobs, uh, profit loss, you know, all, all those types of things, um. Those two things kind of come more naturally to the Operations does not come naturally to yeah. me. And I've hired, fortunately, hired uh, some good managers to uh, to help me with that. And you know, my, my job now is more about you know building leaders underneath me um, than it is about cleaning. So, and of course, when you got seventy five, eighty employees, it's you're basically running running an HR company. You just have to
0: clean. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, holy hell, you've got like. Over, you've got over ten times the number of employees I have <laughs> you know with me included in there. that's crazy uh, so let's do this let's change gears and let's back up let's go in reverse for a second so we've we've discovered that you've got this very successful business at this point um, I know there's nothing that ever goes wrong day to day you've got everything dialed in and it's just perfect and all that good stuff I'm sure and uh, and again I can tell by your smile that that's absolutely true uh, the but but let's go to the beginning. So you moved back to or to, or back to Kentucky and you said, you know what, I'm going to start a business instead of going to it. What, what did you do? Did you just, did you go in there and you already had a, you had a hundred thousand dollars that you were ready to invest in this thing. And you just got an office space and you sat there and hired people to make it happen. Did you, did you have to bootstrap it and go out, hit the, hit the road with a mop on your shoulder and clean, clean floors. Tell us, we all want to know.
1: So I definitely didn't have a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> true story. Um, so definitely more of a bootstrapping. I mean, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. So I had, uh, um, had a little bit of what I like to call quarter life crisis instead of a midlife crisis. Yep. Cause that makes me feel a little bit uh, less old, but, yeah. uh, and I moved, uh, kind of on by myself, uh, to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And, uh, lived there for about six months didn't last very long came i
0: lived in fort lauderdale for six months too did you yeah we that's, we that's were, about all that's about all you can last there without coral that. springs I, we weren't in fort lauderdale yeah. but yeah they're in court sure. that's awesome sure <laughs> sure, and uh five months actually for those of you keeping count don't call me a liar it was five months not six but close so to was mine three. okay ah awesome <laughs> <laughs> i just say six because it's easy yeah yeah <laughs>
1: so um but yeah th- that was a, a uh without getting too much into the details, it was a pretty low point in my life and uh and for a long time before that, and that's a whole nother uh thing that I'm thinking about getting into a passion as far as helping people that have dealt with some of the stuff I dealt with mm-hmm. the uh, depression and anxiety kind of kind of more on a on a chronic uh, level but um so when I moved down there and I came back, I hadn't rented my house out, uh, that I owned here for a year. So of course I was only there five months. Right. So I came back and I was 36 years old, uh, single depressed living with my mom. Um, <laughs> and for some reason my now wife stayed with me, which cause I did not have a very good resume I not hired myself for my company. But, um, and it was either go work for another bank. I was talking to PNC bank here and a pretty good salary and everything. But, just wasn't happy with doing that and it was either do that or go start this cleaning thing so I, I had a buddy the same one that told me the that told me to uh just jump in and do it he uh was part owner in a an office building and so he hooked me up with his partner who dealt with the day-to-day property management of the building and i went and met with him and I was like man i have no idea what i'm doing but I'll, i'm gonna work my ass off and um so he gave me two days a week, 600 bucks a month, and I started cleaning toilets. So I got a picture of my first day with my mop bucket and my mop. And uh, and then I just worked hard, man. It, it's nothing – I didn't do anything special. And then, uh, and then eventually I got the 5 day week contract a few months later. Uh, then eventually got a contract from, with a building around the corner, a two-story building, and uh, started doing that five nights a week. And then about six to nine months in, so about three years ago is when we started hiring – i got uh finally got my first break on a like a three-story building um and then it kind of just just been one building at a time you know since Mm. then uh i think uh you know i'd like to say i had some magic potion but it's just been hard it's just been working hard yeah uh, and caring about doing a good job there's not many there's a lot of bad cleaning companies. There's a lot of bad service businesses out there. That's why I thought I could succeed too. And, and, you know, there's some out there that don't do the right thing, or not paying their taxes, or whatever. I don't know. You know, don't pay their people worth anything. You know, so you know, we've done a f- few things right, I think, and, and uh, here and there. But mo- most of it's just hard work and treating people right, both clients and employees, and communicating halfway well, being halfway good at building relationships, um, has been kind of key to our success
0: how do you so when you look back at the, the we'll we'll call it the humble beginnings you know when you when you're the one with your hand in the toilet and uh, i had my hand in the toilet my wife started a maid service and uh we're not like just lighting the world on fire but we are but we're doing all right honestly she's in her like busy season of her job right now and and i have to run my business so it's going a little slower than we like, but we've, we've done well with our limited uh, efforts. And, uh, but we've had to, her and I, we've had to clean one house. We had to go do one house just for some things that popped up. And I'm like, I'm cleaning a toilet and I'm okay with this. Cause I'm like, Cause it's, it's it's my thing. I'm cleaning it for me, you know? And I don't know, it's it's different, but I look back, um, I asked you a question and now I'm talking. So I'll finish my thought just so it's not so abrasive. But my son, Caleb, was at the <laughs> house yesterday. Okay. My son, Caleb, was here yesterday, who's my business partner. And uh, my kitchen, I'm pointing over here for for those yeah, watching the video. Yeah. And he uh, he was like, Dad, he goes, you have our very first flyer on the side of the of the refrigerator. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I didn't even know you had any of those. I'm like, hell yeah, dude, I'm keeping that thing because it was terrible. It was a terrible flyer. Too much information, didn't look good. Was It was just like every, if you did a class on how to create an ineffective flyer, this is the flyer that you would have created. But we pass out a, a, a number of them, had no success with them. But I just, I look back on that and I'm like, I love it. You know, I love those memories because um, you said a second ago, there was no nothing like magical that happened. And I'm like, I th- I'd kind of disagree. I think the magic is the people like you, I'm going to brag on myself The people like me, listeners, those of you that have done it, the people like you that do it. The magic is the action. And so many people are like how I used to be. I was so afraid to fail or I was so concerned with if I started it, it wouldn't make me rich right away. I didn't do anything. And, um, so I look back at those humble beginnings and then like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but my favorite photo and it's the desktop picture on the computer I'm using right now is Caleb and I around the time of those original flyers um, in a just a one of those summer afternoon monsoons here in central Florida. And Caleb's holding a clipboard over his head and we're ta- we've just taken a selfie and he's smiling and I'm smiling and we're like, we're miserable. We're soaking wet. We're we're quitting because we can't keep our flyers dry anymore. And I'm like, most people would just bitch about it. But like, I've looked at that and I'm like, that's like one of the best days of my life. Cause that's when I knew, you know, I, I just like, that's one of those times where it's like, no, I'm not just talking anymore. I'm the captain of my ship period, not going back. It's my thing, so, so I asked you a question. What are your thoughts? What kind of memories do you have, and do you enjoy them of those early days? Those were mine. Are you anything like that, or are you the polar yeah.
1: opposite? No, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I think, uh, I think you're absolutely right. Because if you think about it, I didn't invent janitorial services. I didn't invent commercial cleaning. You didn't invent window cleaner pressure mm-hmm. washing. So it's not like we just came up with a new invention. We just did it. You know, um,
2: yeah.
1: and they, I mean, that's really what it is. And I think even in today's culture, and I'm prone to this anyways, I mentioned, I was a, kind of a student of business, so I'll listen to podcasts and read books and, and I have to watch it sometimes that I don't do too much of that, you know, mm-hmm. go to, you know, uh, you know, there's, um, or even conventions and stuff. I've had to, you know, not go to every single one because I, there's, a, there is such a thing as too much knowledge and not doing, not executing it at all, you know? Yeah. And then you get too many crazy ideas in your head instead of just doing one thing. So, yep. Uh, but yeah, the early days, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I listened to uh, a podcast called grow my cleaning company and every time I cleaned, I would listen to it. Hmm. And, and he, it's basically for, it's still Mike Campion's the guy that does it and it's still uh very popular podcast today. It's mainly for uh, commercial cleaning and residential cleaning maid service. Type,
0: uh, I'm going I'm writing it down right now. I'm going to subscribe to that. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh
1: he's yeah, he's he's got a pretty pretty big following, but he would preach the same stuff all the time and I and I I just listened, you know, and uh <clears throat> one of the things he preached was um, uh prepay was billing ahead of time. You know, and that seems like a little thing, but that has been one of the fundamental reasons our business has succeeded up to this point is because cash flow is everything. Cash is king. Mm-hmm. On you know because early on nobody banks not not gonna give you a lot of credit or a loan right so um, you know unless you get an investor or whatever I mean you're you're looking at you got to somehow get cash flow positive especially when you start with a hundred dollars in your account like I did yeah um, so yeah I mean I think it it just takes. Uh, um, that, that one little thing, though, I mean, and, and, and that came down to relationships. If you ever, I'm a firm believer that the business is all about relationships. Even if you are doing uh, houses and you're doing book online and that type of stuff, but when they come to the house and when you meet with them, right, it's still about building that, even if it's a short amount of time, building that relationship. It's even more the case in commercial cleaning, janitorial, where you're working B2B, working with businesses, decent. Businesses too, so they're yeah, not necessarily yeah. always looking for people by googling cleaning company Google, KY. It's about, you know, about building relationships. But that little thing there, I mean, I, I just told them this is the way we do it. I can't afford to be the bank right now. Is that okay? And most of the most of the companies said okay. You know, I wasn't trying to take advantage of them or anything like that. It's yeah. just I needed to, to do that in order to survive. And um, and it, but it's really helped me become a cash flow positive business. You know, now okay. I got.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'll tell you one thing I love about what you just said is you just told the guys, hey, I just can't afford to be the bank right now. And I think a lot of people, <clears throat> maybe I'm just projecting <laughs> what I say. I think a lot of people, but but I do see this. It, they're like, well, you can't do that. You can't think that. you got to look strong. you got to play, you know, uh, put your best foot forward. But it's like, no, here you are once again. What What was the magic? You just did it. And then what was, what was another, another piece of magic is, well, you can't afford to be the bank. So what'd you do? You just told the guy, Hey, you obviously have confidence in me because you've chosen me to do this. If you're going to choose me, I need the money up front. And they did it and it worked. And three and a half years later, you're going to be doing a one and a half million dollars. I know it's more than this, but spraying Windex on shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, we're not building rocket ships here. We're, we're, we're we're selling convenience we're selling uh we're selling that we're selling convenience to people and we're managing and leading people and that's it that's all we're doing and i love it john this is freaking awesome so well, yeah i couldn't, couldn't agree more couldn't agree more man
1: it's about i mean nowadays it's about i mean our whole business is about people uh, especially yeah. because it's a, you know you got people out and it's recurrent you know one thing i liked about it was the recurring nature of the business um you know, same check every month for never and ever, as long as you, as long as you take good care of them. Um, but, yeah, with that positive cash flow, now if I go after a bigger building and, you know, it's a national account and I got a central billing office in New York or something, you know, I'm going to say, I want prepay. And they're going to say, go fly a kite, John. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you have, now I have the, the foundation that yeah. I can take on that account and still make payroll. That makes sense. Yeah, so,
0: no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, but yeah. I, I think I think what gets me passionate about it is this: is you weren't a victim, you know. You'll you'll see. So if I if I just kind of go back to that, I think the reason I love it is so many people will say you just can't do it, you just can't get ahead because well, and and then someone like me or you would say, dude, just get out there and sell it, you know. And the well, but then you sell it, then you don't have the money to do it, and that and you know one of these large accounts like you just mentioned, they won't let you, they won't give you money up front then go find one that will, you know, and you are someone that did. There's people that find obstacles and there's people that find solutions. You're some, you're a people that find solutions. You know, you're someone that finds solutions and, um, and I love it. So
1: that's awesome. and And I'll tell you, so backing up a little bit, you were talking about like, you know, when you're talking about uh, having that conversation about um, billing or whatever it may be, I, I think the same thing with sales. I think if I had to write a book about sales or building relationships, it would be called like be yourself or be real or be authentic. Especially when you're starting out too. Like you don't, <clears throat> you, you don't, like I told the guy, look, I've never done cleaning before, but because of that, this is my, this would be my only account. I'm relying on this. Nobody's gonna work harder. Cause I got to put, I gotta take this money, and put food on the table, you know. So, I think people appreciate honesty. I think people appreciate you being vulnerable and telling them, yeah. you know, that you know, it, it, I, I'm not walking in with the pictures of a bunch of fake buildings that I clean, saying, you know, that type of thing. I re- and I still to this day, you know, I mean, I, if I meet somebody, I don't think I'm, you know, ready for the job yet. Which I feel like I we can take on anything at this point, but like you know, I just tell them, look, maybe we may not be there yet, but I'm going to call you in a year. We'll be ready whatever. But I
0: think. I've Let just- me ask you a question. Did you say that was the one that we've been discussing? That was your first. Account? <clears throat> What's
1: that?
0: Was that it- your first account? You said the one, you know, you, you had said there and said, yes. listen, this is. Yes. Month- <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so another qu- we got the Fort Lauderdale thing. Now this is so cool. So my very first cell and it was reoccurring for a while. I don't do it anymore because we stopped doing the storefront stuff, but I, um, I literally, I I found out I was losing my job yesterday. So this morning I'm, I'm out selling stuff. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go sell window cleaning. Had no idea what I was doing other than a few YouTube videos. I watched the night before and I go to this little Mexican restaurant uh, near my house and the, um, it was a strip center and the, the owner just happened to be walking into the Mexican, walking up to it when I got there. So I said, Hey sir. You know, and I just told him, I said, listen, um, I found out yesterday I was losing my job. I figured I had two options. I could either go stand on the corner and ask for money or I could get out and hustle and, and make things happen. So I just wanted to know if I can clean your windows cause I'm starting a window cleaning company right here in the area. And he did, he basically, He's like, I just had the windows cleaned yesterday or the day before or something. He's like, but yeah, come do them here in like three days. Yeah, you know, he, he 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 gave me a handout. You know, and I still worked for it. You know, I still came and cleaned the windows, but but he gave me a handout because I just told the dude my story. Man, this is what I got going on. So that, that's cool. John, I have a feeling that the two of us are just really freaking awesome dudes. Do you do you get that, man?
1: <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Kind
2: of, <laughs> yeah.
0: so listen i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna i'm gonna set you up for a question so i'm gonna tell you what i want you what i want to hear then we're gonna go to a different topic and come back to your answer okay okay so so what i'm gonna ask you is uh, and i'm not looking for anything it doesn't have to be crazy complex it can be simple i don't care but i know you've got people that ask you um uh, you know, advice and tips from, from time to time just because you're a successful dude. So people see that and they're, they're asking you. So I'm going to ask you to share one or two things, just little things that a guy that's starting out and let's just specify it to your industry. Let's just call it a cleaning business. So a janitorial, resi, commercial, doesn't matter. But someone that's just starting out, they're, they're, they're down on their luck or they're sick of their job or whatever. A couple of small piece of, pieces of advice that you can give them that will help them at the very beginning. Okay. So put a pin in that. I'm going to ask you another question so you can process that in the, in the background. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, now we're going to go on to the most important question of the show. All of my listeners know exactly what I'm about to ask you. Cause I ask everybody this question.
1: Hey, I should have listened to the show before, <laughs>
0: oh,
1: What? you've never listened <laughs> man no, that I hurts. a little bit I when you had my
0: man dan plot on okay fair enough fair enough well just so you know dan dan is one of two people that have answered this question poorly actually um do you know uh elena ledu she's uh, in a, she's a maid service side she's residential but she's in. i
1: don't i don't believe
0: it oh, okay so elena and dan both were like i really just I was like, I don't even know if I can be your friends anymore after you answered the question this way. But here, so here's the question. I'm going to get right into it. First, let me set the stage. Okay. Let's uh, imagine, imagine you're in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay. And you're like traveling across the country, trying to get over to California because there's like a bunch of, there's a pocket of good people over there that you're trying to move and live and there's clean water and all this stuff but you're in kentucky and you got to make your way across the country you kind of you, you, you kind of stem through oklahoma a little bit and when you get to oklahoma you get captured by just you know i don't know some mad max looking dudes okay so they, they kind of like catch you and they tie you up and and they've kind of set up base camp around like an old rodeo arena there and we're, you know, in Oklahoma, which is known for a lot of good rodeos. And then they tell you this. They say, we're about to throw you in the middle of the rodeo arena. The crowd's going to be here. There's going to be about 2,000 people watching this. And this is how you can earn your freedom along with your entire family's freedom. Or it'll be your, your all's demise. So to the death, you've got to fight. Either 1,000 duck-sized horses or one giant horse-sized duck to the death.
1: And which one do I pick?
0: You got to pick which one are you going to fight to the death and because you think you have a better chance at, at winning. So 1,000 duck-sized horses... Or one horse-sized duck?
1: One horse-sized duck.
0: Are you sure? Yes. uh, Okay. All right, listeners, you know how I'm feeling right now. Um, John, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm disappointed in you, bro. I thought so much higher of you than this. Explain this to me because uh, I just – you're, you're now one of the three people that just, I don't get it, man. So how are you going to beat, tell me how you're going to beat this monstrosity of a duck.
1: Because it's still a duck.
0: Uh, what do you, it, it weighs like 1,400 pounds.
1: doesn't matter, ducks are weak. What's he going to hit you with?
0: Have you ever like, he's got a bill. His, do you realize how big that duck, that hard duck bill that, with all those rows of like nasty Sorlac teeth looking stuff in there? Right, I'm,
1: gonna ta- I'm gonna take a different angle here. So, you heard of the book, The One Thing? I'm gonna take on a business
0: angle. I've not read it, but I know of it.
1: Yeah, and it says if you try to catch two rabbits, you only catch one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm, not try- I'm not gonna try to fight a thousand of those things. I'm gonna fight one of them. And find a way.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna go you know, deep instead of wide. So, can you imagine? Uh, so, imagine this duck and it, like his webbed feet as they're as he's running across this arena in this post-apocalyptic <clears throat> world, and his webbed feet are the size of like sewer manholes and just thumping across he could just smash you with one of those and then when you dodge the foot he extends his wing and knocks you across the well I don't know I feel like I'm on a Joe
1: Rogan show right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know man I just I think this says a lot about people and um, I think you have poor decision making skills I'm sorry I I thought we were a lot alike but this probably a lot of my
1: friends would would agree with you on that one (laughs) <laughs> now, see, I always go. I
0: always go with a thousand duck-sized horses because I'm like, first off, they can't <clears throat> do anything to me. Their mouths are gonna be real little, so I could just stand in them. Like if I get tired, I can just stand in the middle of the arena. They're not gonna hurt me. I got cowboy boots on in this scenario, so I'm cool. And then when I get catch my breath, I just start stepping on them again. Oh, you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I figure in a couple hours, I've stepped on a thousand. Duck sized horses. I'm taking my wife and my kids onto California, and um, (laughs) we're just happy, you know, happy go lucky at that point. So, anyway, all right. Well, fair (laughs) enough. I got it wrong. (laughs) Well, there's no wrong answers, but yeah, that was really wrong. Really bad. So, all right. So, John, tips for the new guys Um, one thing, two things, it doesn't matter. But but if if you were going to do it again, advice that you would say this would be really big or really huge for me.
1: Number one thing without—I was on another podcast the other day and asked me the same question. Number one thing without a doubt, especially talking about commercial cleaning, but do not spend a dime until you land your first customer. Don't go buy equipment. Don't go buy supplies. Don't go get a website. Maybe get a website for four bucks on Squarespace or something. Um, Maybe order some business cards, but don't spend more than a hundred dollars before you land your first customer. Okay. Seen, I've seen a lot of people and I've coached a few clean owners here and there. Um, they're getting started and one of the biggest mistakes is, you know, they they start off behind, you know, and they, they buy a buffer for twenty for two thousand bucks or whatever and they they even get a van or a truck or whatever and they don't have any business lined up. You know, at least have some revenue lined up and typically in this business, you know, they have to give their old clean company thirty days notice before you start. So you got thirty days to in the beginning, you'll be doing the clean yourself anyways, but mm-hmm. 30 days to hire people if you were hiring, 30 days to get equipment, supplies, business cards, whatever it may be. So um I, I think that's the, the best way, to, I, I think, to, st- to, um, to start. And I did that same thing. <clears throat> um, I'd say secondly, um, man, there's a lot of things that I would say, but, uh, you know, I'd say if you don't, and this may go with a lot of service businesses, I believe this, but if you, if you don't know how to do sales or if you're not good at building relationships, um, or marketing, if you're doing more door to door, you know, um, or if you're, if you don't know finances, um, you might want to think twice about building a business. Hmm. You know, I mean, or, or partner with somebody that does know those things. You know, um, I got into it knowing more about, more about business development and building relationships and, and finance and didn't know a ton about operations. And I think that may have been one of the reasons that I've been, you know, halfway successful, you know, at least this this to this point and then hire people that are good operations. Because if you can't bring money in with the sales or you don't know what's going in and out or your pricing jobs and price your jobs too low. I mean, maybe the second thing would be don't try to be the lowest price and yeah. don't uh, try, don't try to give it away to get the business because you're going to be killing yourself and then you're not going to do the job that they want you to do because you're trying to cut corn and that type of stuff. So, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, uh, but
1: I would really think long and hard, you know, you want to, in particular with like, for example, people said you want to get in residential clean too. blah. Well, I've always said no. I'll, I'm a firm believer you do one or the other. The only reason I say that is got to think about your lifestyle as a person too. And are you going to get burnt out? And You know, commercial cleans primarily at night, residential cleans mostly during the day. So If I'm going to be on the hook for whatever's going on, I'd rather be on the hook for one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so that, that'd be one other thing too is, you know, pick and, you know, pick a niche and, and, and go deep and go after it. Um, Good stuff. Yeah
0: all right well thank you dude i, I appreciate on it on
1: for, i can go on and on forever but those are two things
0: yeah yeah No. <laughs> and we and we all could we could do a ton but that's that's really good stuff and i love the one of not spending a lot of money up front too um because those things just kind of don't matter when you're brand new you're not going to get you're not going to get business because you have a website out there yeah you're yeah. not going to get business with it and and uh, there's no need to have that two thousand dollar buffer if you got zero thousand coming in to pay for it, <laughs> to pay for it. So, uh, yep. you know, uh, again, back to Dalkey. Yeah, we were talking about him, Mike Dalkey. He always says, you know, investments in equipment are not investments in your business's growth. Yeah, and you always, you kind. Th- these are my words, not his. But I, I think you always have to look at uh, operations as like the necessary evil, and not look at it with contempt and that it's bad or anything like that. But like, you know, operations is just necessary to support what's really important which is going out there and convincing someone to give you the money that's that's you know really what needs to happen so well listen i had asked you at the beginning if there was anything that you wanted to endorse at the end and you said no so uh, i hope i'm not stepping out of line here but i'll say one day i bet you you're going to be like some awesome dude that's going to be out coaching people so guys if you like john friend him on facebook uh, john are you on facebook We're on, are we facebook friends i don't we are I think we are yeah I think okay. we are yeah, for anyone yeah. on Facebook or, or first
1: class commercial cleaning. Is my my company, we have a company Facebook page and our website's uh, wecleanlouisville.com.
0: Nice, that's a good name. Not that good there's
1: website. much you want to want to look at on there, but if you're bored, yeah. you take a look. Um, but yeah, no, no, not selling anything. I will tell you, I, I mean, I I do have a um, I do have a passion for helping people, and I think I'd like to to do some of that in the janitorial yeah. world personal cleaning world um but uh you know one thing at a time
0: yeah one thing at a time but one d- i'm just telling people that. to make sure they stay don't forget your name because one day you might be able to help them out when you have the time so but hey listen john thanks a million for joining me on the show i've had a blast um can't wait to edit out that part where we had the technical difficulties there so i can get this thing up and going but uh, you're a great guy i hope to uh i hope to be able to sit down and have a drink with you one time uh someday in person i know we met back in in, um, uh, Michigan, but we really didn't get to chat too much one-on-one, but tell, uh, give my best to your, your wife and little, uh, mix junior. And, um, <laughs> I don't know, man, good luck this year. I hope you hit that goal. I hope you blow it out. And for everyone listening, Bobby Walker with journey of a new entrepreneur podcast, just remember that if you're not doing the things that you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, There's no good reason for it. Peace out.